Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. The relationship between faith and love, and uh, it's repeated time and time again constantly through John's first epistle. And uh, we're in chapter five of that epistle now, Colin, and you finished yesterday's programme by saying, as John says it, if you love the Father, you are related to and have the responsibility to love those around you and to let other people love you too. It's a two-way thing. Absolutely. And the verses we're going to look at today bring these three words, love, faith, and obedience together yet again. Verse two of chapter five. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. Now, you see, you see how John thinks. John, of course, his whole thinking is based around what Jesus has taught him, especially about love and faith. And he's saying, if you love God, you will love your brother also. And then he's saying that um, if you love God, you will carry out his commands. So the fact that you love God shows that you, uh, sorry, the, the fact that you love others shows that you love God. And if you love God, then that will be expressed in loving others. He repeats himself <clears throat> a lot, doesn't he? He's a good teacher. Because anybody who teaches the word of God knows that you've got to repeat the same truth again and again and again until people do it. Uh, the Christian life would be very easy if all you had to do was to tell people to do things once and they did it. But the fact that you have to keep repeating yourself shows something about the stubborn nature of our hearts, really. Yes, because if you'd actually distilled this epistle, it would be a lot shorter, wouldn't it? So it must be important. Oh, absolutely. And remember that writing materials were expensive at that time. Mm. And so John would only repeat himself for emphasis. And because he's trying to drum home to people just how important these principles are. And verse 3, you see, I mean, every Christian ought to really be aware of this. This is love for God to obey his commands. Period. Anybody who thinks they love God and does not obey his commands is really fooling himself. He's just full of deception. <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes people come up to me and say, I'm not a very obedient Christian. And I feel like saying to them, well, are you a Christian at all then? Because if you love God, you will obey his commands. That's what Jesus says. Uh, the person that is truly born again and has the Spirit of God living in him is going to be an obedient person. Now, we can just pause for a moment and ask, well, what is it then that stands in the way of obedience in the lives of some? And the answer to that is they have never really submitted themselves to the authority of God. They don't understand what it is to honor God, in which case they don't understand what it is to honor those whom God has put in authority over them, which is only goes to show that they don't really understand the nature of the gospel. 
So, you see, John is really saying you can't know God without immediately expressing God in the way you trust him and in the way you love others. Because to know him is to be filled with that love and is to be filled with faith for him. You know that he is trustworthy. And so he makes this simple statement, this is love for God, to obey his commands. If you love him, you will obey him. It's simple. But he also says that it's not a burdensome thing. Well, this is it, you see. Um, a person who says, I'm not a very obedient Christian, is really saying, well, his commands are a burden. They get in what the does that say? That says that this person still wants to live for himself and not for God. But you see, if you love, then a command is not a burden. It's only a burden if you think you have to do it, but you don't really want to because you don't love the Lord and want to obey him or love the people that he's telling you to express his love towards. You can, you can see this just in human relationships. Um, if a mother has a sick child, uh, that child will, that mother will be with that child all the way through the night if they're in a fever, bathe his head, clear up the vomit, love them, console them, pray for them if they're Christians. Uh, and it's not a burden. It's not a burden because of the love for that child. Now that same child, if it's seriously ill, will go into hospital where they will be cared for by other people. Now, those other people may be very loving, probably are, because my experience of children's nurses is they're very, very loving towards the children. Um, they will love the children, but when it comes to clocking off time, they'll clock off. And, you know, they'll come back on uh, for their next duty time because, yes, they, they love the children when they're on duty. And I, I believe often the compassion goes beyond that with children's nurse. One of my children was a children's nurse, so I can look at that from the inside, not just the outside. Um, but, you see, where there is that relationship of love, then the mother will sit up night after night if that is what is necessary. It's not a burden because of the love. And even if the mother has to cancel engagements and all kinds of other things that she was destined, she, she, she would plan to do, uh, she would do that because of the love for the child. So where there is love, it's not a burden. So when God gives us commands and we don't fulfill them, well, we have to ask ourselves, do, do I lack a love for God? Is there something in my heart that is putting myself before God and before his will and before his purpose? And then he says, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. Now, what on earth has that got to do with what he's just said? Well, what is it that goes against love for God, expressing that love towards others? It's love for what the world offers. 
it's focusing on what the world is offering us, what the flesh wants, what the self wants, instead of what God wants. But the one who really knows God has overcome the world. Now, like anybody else, there are certain things that I like to do, some programs on television I like to watch, and uh, there are various things when I've got the time I like to do, I like to paint and whatever. But if it's a question of, well, I need to deny what I want to do in order to express God's love for someone else, there's no contest. Uh, I will immediately deny what I want to do to do what God wants me to do, not because I'm some great hero, but simply because I love God. It is more important for me to express my love for him than it is to do what I want to do because actually the greatest desire in my heart is to express my love for God and to fulfill what he wants. That to me is more important than doing what I want for myself. But it's only when you reach the ability to have that attitude that it becomes burdensome. Not be, It doesn't become burdensome. I mean, most people have a real tussle in this area. Oh, but well, there's a cost. Yes. But cost isn't necessarily a burden. I mean, if I have to deny something that I want to do, cancel something that I was going to do because I need to go and visit someone or love someone or whatever, you know, uh, there's a cost in that. But, you know, the cost doesn't become a burden if you are motivated by love. When you find that you do make the right decision, is there an element of real peace that comes that you have made that right decision? More than peace is joy. You get the joy bubble, you know, because you know that you've done what is pleasing to God. And the interesting thing is, you see, right within this context, John goes back to talking about faith. It says, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Now, what does he mean? If you have faith in Jesus, then you love Jesus. If your faith is genuine, then you love Jesus. If you love Jesus, then you will obey his commands, and his commands will not be a burden. That faith in Jesus has enabled you to overcome whatever temptations the world puts before you. So you see, faith leads to obedience, and love leads to obedience. And I often say to our Bible school students, and what's the word we all love most? And they will all say, obedience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because right from, right from the start, you teach them to love obedience. In the natural, you know, we're brought up, we have got to obey our parents, obey, obey the, the staff at school, obey the boss at work. And, you know, sometimes, especially through teenage years, you know, those those things do seem a burden. Uh, but when we are learning to be disciples and to express our faith for God, then we have to love obedience. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 